You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. We got David Ortiz on the podcast today. Dallas Braden not here at the moment, but he was here for 93% of the the Poppy interview, which is great. Um, That was your first interaction with David Ortiz, Jake? No. No, I just was kind of reminding him. We hung out with him before. I don't know if he... Remembered as a birthday yeah, party. Yeah, true. Yeah, did, or yeah, did you guys <laughs> hang out with them at the at the All Star game? Yeah, me and Jake were chilling with Ortiz, Big Poppy at the uh, at his what's his birthday birthday bash birthday bash Hall of Fame. And no, it was an exclusive Hall shit. of Fame. His birthday is in November. Yeah, either way, bro. We were there too at his birthday as well. So I get confused, but <laughs> we've kicked it with Poppy before. If that's the question. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun trip going to L.A. for the All Star game. And um, that was probably like my first moment where I realized I was old was Jake and Joey were the young bucks and they were like, we're going out to fucking party, dude. Woo! And I was like, I am watching a documentary on Pearl Harbor in my hotel and then I am going to go to sleep. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, what about I when you couldn't why. make it up the stairs at Dodger Stadium? I thought that would probably yeah. be the giveaway. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that was more a cardio issue than an age issue. I feel like well, you feel old when you don't want to like the hangovers are so bad that you're like the risk is not worth the reward here. That's when you feel old when Dodger Stadium, you have to walk at least a mile uphill just to get in the fucking ballpark. So that was my I'm out of shape moment staying. And Jay, hey, you you're a dad. You're, we're in the same age range. I feel like if if you were there for that trip and they're like, hey, Jay, hey, do you want to go to this fucking hotel party on the West Coast when your body is telling you that it's three o'clock in the morning? You down for that? I'm going to shut it down, man. At this point, I yeah. my road travel days are uh, largely behind me. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, plus an, plus out there takes forever to get it anywhere. Can't do anything quickly. Yes, that's another LA thing. sucks. LA sucks, but um, Seattle should be fun, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's why people like I'll get people that are like, oh, man, your job's so cool. You must travel all the time. You get to see all these cool cities. The only city that I've ever traveled to, and Jake can attest to this, the only city that I've ever traveled to that I did something in that city that was like a city activity was Cleveland. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when I was in Cleveland. Any other time that we travel, I stay in the hotel unless we're going to, the, to a ballpark. I go to the fucking game and then I come back to the hotel and I don't leave my hotel room. I just I just chill there like that's but it's, I guess I don't know with Seattle. There's a couple of different uh, things that I would like to see during the all star game. I think it'd be cool to to see uh, like Kurt Cobain's house. Like That's something that I want to go check out. But as far as like, I don't know, comparing Seattle to L.A., I don't know. I feel like I feel like Seattle's more my scene. Fuck LA. Yeah, they got Starbucks. <laughs> they have Starbucks. I did. I want to say 
when I went to Seattle uh, for the playoffs, I went to like it's like the world's largest Starbucks. Isn't that in Seattle? <laughs> we can do better. Than yeah, that. we can do better. <laughs> than that. It was the first one or the largest well, one? They got both. They which got one both. You, which probably. one do you go to? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't do a lot of like you know sightseeing. What what is something, Joseph? In your days of travel, what are something like a city that you've gone to where you've done something that wasn't like a baseball thing? And you're like, this is fucking cool. What what did you do? Uh, yeah, went to Philadelphia, went to a bar where they smoked inside. That was fucking next level. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're like major like, man, I I I traveled. <laughs> And we went to a bar where you could smoke cigs inside. <laughs> gotta I, go, dude. I didn't know you they, gotta go. They were still around, but isn't that like every casino? Can't you smoke a cigarette in casinos? I've never been to a casino personally. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you I've, you can rip butts in casinos. Maybe maybe not every casino, but there those existed. Uh, Jay, hey, where where is like? I feel like we have somewhat similar interests. What's a city that you went to where you did something non-baseball related that was cool? And like was during the, a baseball trip. work trip or just in general? Yeah, sure. Um, the times that I've been to San Francisco, I've made sure to go Alcatraz. down to the wharf. Yeah. And oh. see. Well, yeah, both. But specifically the wharf multiple times. Um, so that's not baseball related. Get some seafood down there. Um, that's something that I enjoy. Fight off the the seagulls. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's see what else. I mean, most of my work-related travel was so like, you know, it was for World Series, All-Star Game, winter meeting stuff. So the production schedule is so packed that most of my Mm. stuff is closer to what you're talking about, where you're sampling like the best cocktails of the area as opposed to going out and seeing museums and stuff like that. Um, That's the shit I like. I'm I'm a big museum guy. Yeah, that's great. I just, unfortunately, most of the time with the work-related trips that I've gotten that I was very fortunate to experience. It was either do I have friends that live in this city I'm going to or family, I'm going to call them and see them while I'm here, or we're gonna go out for food and drinks after we're done working and, you know, burn the midnight oil as it's so to speak. I will say yeah. one one I don't know why this has nothing to do with work, but one of those museum type things that really delivered for me that uh, in an unexpected way was Graceland. Uh, oh when Memphis. I was yeah, that that's quite a while in my rearview mirror at this point. I think it was like 15 years ago, maybe 20. But um, I had pretty modest expectations for Graceland, and I really thought it was it was good. I thought it was good for what it was, and I'm an Elvis guy, so I appreciated the history. But that's one as far as museums go. If you haven't peeped that, I would check it out. Yeah, I I wouldn't consider myself an Elvis guy, but I think it would be really cool to go there. Um, the when we went to the winter meetings in Vegas in 2018, they had the Titanic Museum there. That was pretty cool. Did that. Um, hmm. What the hell did you do in Chicago, Jake, when we were there for Cubs Red Sox last July? That was my birthday. So some of my buddies were out there. We went out and got drinks and stuff. You just got drunk. You can do that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you can also... Uh, Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook almost everywhere, too. 
and get a hit it out of the park this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite teams, players, and rivalries all season long. This week, new customers can place $5 and get $200 in uh, bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at a bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place your stepped-up same-game parlay by combining three or more bets from any big league game. Boost your baseball winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up with the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Um, so obviously we have Poppy today, which means we'll we'll push Daniel Bard to next week. Uh, uh, yesterday, I interviewed Kyle Freeland, who is pitching against your Atlanta Braves tonight, Joseph. Fuck. Yep. Interviewed Fuck. him. Uh, lost a bet to him three years ago. It was a tattoo bet. So we went to a tattoo parlor in Boston and I interviewed him as the guy was tattooing my leg. Um, But it was a cool interview. I mean, we talked about the World Baseball Classic. I asked him just for you, Joe. I asked him, what would you say to a guy that was on the fence about pitching for Team USA? How do we get more big name starting pitchers to represent their country and stop being such a little pussy about it. How do we get them to to be there and wear that USA across their chest? And he answered that question. I thought he gave a great answer to the question. So we'll find that out uh, probably next week at some point. So you can say thank you. Thank you, Daniel uh, Kyle Friedland, for representing our great country. He did. And thanks for for asking the hard-hitting questions. That's me. While under pressure, that's the in the last year, that is the second interview that I've done while getting tattooed. I don't see anyone else doing that. No, you ever see fucking you ever see Ken Rosenthal interview someone while getting a tattoo? No, you didn't have the balls. Passing, nope, only dorks, all of them. Nightingale, it's over. Heyman, no, no, I've never seen him do it once. I've done it twice now, (laughs) so. They can suck on that. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to get to before we get to Poppy? Let's go to Poppy. No. Let's go to Poppy. All right, fine. You know what? Let's go to Poppy. Without further ado, here is David Ortiz. All right, we're here with David Ortiz, who's now uh, down in the Dominican. He said that we can have a sleepover. You're, you say you're building like a guest room for me in the new house. I got you, baby. I got you. You guys are not allowed to come to the Dominican without my permission. 
hundred percent. Yeah, we were we were just talking about that a couple episodes ago. Dallas wants me to go to Japan. I said we have to go to the Dominican Republic. I've never been there before. So if you were to, I guess, sell us like if we're gonna go to a different country to make baseball content, why should we go to the Dominican Republic? Well, first of all, in the Dominican Republic, go down like this: God. The president and then me. So, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say baseball. <laughs> either answer, either answer is acceptable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you wanna get out of the US and you wanna go to a different country, of course, you wanna line up with people that are lined up like that. God, the president, and then you boys. You know what I'm saying? So you are all taken care of. So whenever you guys decide to come down this way, Papi. Do the introduction. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dallas, what is your response safety, to that? Safety now? first. Safety yeah. first. Safety first. <laughs> I, I, if it were, if I had to guess, I don't think Dallas knows a single person in Japan. We know no. David Ortiz in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So how are you? How are you going to pick Japan now, Dallas? Well, you, so what you're asking, I mean, you you got we got Poppy in the Dominican. I, unless mm-hmm. I know the head fucking samurai in, in Japan, <laughs> we're not going to be as safe as we're going to be. The connection is just not going to be. It's not going to be. The, that's actually cheating. We don't get to bring in Poppy and then ask me, all right, who's your Japanese representative? That's unfair. <laughs> we're going to talk to Ichiro. See what he got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I can talk to Ichiro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, not everyone has a tour guide like that. Uh, so the one that what I was originally going to ask you to start out, uh, we had Red Sox Yankees last weekend. We have Red Sox mm-hmm. Yankees again this weekend. Be honest with me, because, you know, you know me when the first time I ever interviewed you, I was watching the game at the same time. Biggest interview of my life. I'm still watching the game. I'm the biggest Red Sox fan out there. This shit is boring, Poppy. It's boring as fuck. There's no juice. The rivalry is just, it's dormant. There's nothing there. Does it make you sad to see something that you put so much time and effort into? You built it up, and then you're looking at it today, and you're like, this is this is garbage. Well, Jared, to be honest with you, you basically grew up in an era where there was a lot of superheroes out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's hard to match. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just saying that uh, just for saying it. I mean, if you if you uh, <clears throat> if you go to a Yankee and Red Sox game uh, 12, 15 years ago, and even and even before that, I mean, the players involved in those two decades. And even three decades, and even even more, it were guys that have big names in the game. You know what I'm saying? The game has changed. Now you got older gents that out there trying to figure things out, which is fair. And uh, I would say in, in in rivalry like that, there's some there's some time that kind of things slow down, and to the guy, you know, uh. uh Became to be a, a big time player. For example, I never thought that one player, and and then humbly saying this, I never thought that one player would make that big of a difference. Like looking at the Yankees without Aaron Judge, it's like, what happened? 
You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know like I, like I watched a series when we were in New York, and not having him in the lineup, not 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 seeing the Yankees with him in the lineup, it's like. And remember, you have Nicolas Stanton, you have many players right there. You have Rizzo. I mean, but this guy make a huge difference, huge impact. They're often don't look the same. It doesn't look right without him. You, and you know, that go back to what I always say, that one player in your lineup who, who protect the one that is in front of him and the one that is after him. Because Dallas can tell you as a pitcher, you worry so much about a guy like that, that you sometimes lose your focus at the beginning and, and probably towards the end because the attention that a player like that, the distraction that a player, a player like that became to be. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and you look at the numbers offensively since he went down, they're a totally different ball club. Mm. No, that's 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 so true, Poppy. And I want because look, I can remember I'm staring down Jed Lowry when he was <laughs> when he was good and he could play and his legs worked. And then I got to mm-hmm. worry about then I got to worry about this kid that you used to play with. His name is Dustin Pedroia. He played second base for you, Poppy. Pee-wee. I don't know if you I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you remember. We him. don't know him. We don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm I'm worried about those guys. And I got this big guy looming on deck and i got manny looming on deck you got verite you get the fucking list just goes on and on so you might That's be right. facing the leadoff hitter but you're concerned with and you're you are aware of all of these other guys that are coming behind him let me ask you this bobby when you have a group of the young guys like you're talking about and this mm-hmm. rivalry that has been what it has been is there a way for a young guy to sort of step up and thrust himself into that into that role um if he's not performing like if he's not the big bad dude who's banging balls over the monster if he's not the dude on the mound who's blowing 98 and dominating an entire lineup but he wants to he wants to help how does a young guy sort of get himself in the thick of that because he's not a big name like we're talking about yeah yeah you know so so that's a really good question the problem with baseball nowadays Dallas, and you know that and I'm emphasize on that, is that baseball ha, kind of forget about leadership. They want this young oh. kid to begin to be leaders without experience. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You always need to have the leadership so the youngster they follow up with. Because let me tell you, <clears throat> when I first came to the big league, I had no clue about what the big league was all about. So I need some guidance. So if you don't have that guidance, you don't you, you you're not gonna know where to go because for example we have a guy like Rafael Devers. You have Rafael Devers who is 25 years old right now. English uh is a second language, basically. He 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 he's to the point where he doesn't really dominate it until now, hopefully moving forward, he gets to uh 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 He's, he's very shy. I think he, he understands and talk more than, than what we know. But he's very shy. So sometimes being shy doesn't allow you to, to take that, that big step forward when it comes down to a, to a second language. But it's not fair to ask him to be a leader on the ball club not having the experience. I mean, if you look at him 
the way he played the game, the way he approached the game, he's the kind of guy that get prepared and go out there and try to have fun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, 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 you you go to a guy like 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 JT Turner, and uh, that guy been around for a while. That guy have been part of championship. That guy have played for big marketing. Every team need not one, multiple guy like that at that level. Yeah. So the youngster know where to go. It's not fair to ask to a 22, 23, 24, 25 years old, even. Even 27 years old, to to be a leader on a ball club without having the experience. And, and remember, everybody else is about the same age as you are. So that's a big thing to carry. You know, when I first got to the Red Sox, that wasn't my role. Because I had a guy like Varitek, I had a guy like Pedro, I had a guy like Manny, I had a guy like Norman Garcia. But I had all those guys that I look up to. And what I did when I first got there, even being my fifth or sixth year in the league, I want to know why those guys were so good. <laughs> and I want to know how to figure out how to win championship. Yeah. So I start, you know, being fed up by all those guys. You know, everybody have a different type of way to approach the game. But at the end of the day, it was all the same, pointing in the same direction. That was the one thing that I tried to learn. So when my time came for me to be the leader of the ball club, I was prepared. I was ready. All those guys, Bogart, Pedroia, Papa, all those guys came during the time where I began to be the leader of the ball club and they got the memo. That's why mm -hmm. the 2013 team, which was full of youngsters, they know where to go because they, had a, they have a leader. They have a guy who, who guide them. They have a guy who basically, they watch me working. They see how I approach the game. They want to be part of it. And that's what make that 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 group of guys really good player, all star player, because they have guidance. But if yeah. they don't have the guidance, you know, D, D, you know, you play in the big league for all you you know, you know what you know what that means. You know how important that is. And that's why I see a lot of ball club nowadays. Everybody's in their twenty. They have no leadership, and they want to push for the for the young guy to begin to be that guy, but. It doesn't come like that. It doesn't get, It doesn't come just because you pay me. You know what I'm saying? No. It doesn't come because you give me that big contract. It doesn't come like they come with experience, with all the ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? We 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 with the city, with the fans, with everything that comes along, the learning process, and then you go. I think the whole time, like hearing you talk about the the leadership aspect and, and the younger players, the whole time I think a lot of people are probably thinking about the San Diego Padres. Like you've got Bogey over there now. You already had Machado over there. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. He got his money, and then your boy Juan Soto. He comes over there last year. So you've got four stars, but it doesn't seem like there's a ton of leadership. Like you've got four dudes that are, are getting paid a ton of money, um, some potential Hall of Famers, but. In your mind, who is supposed to be the leader of that team? Is it Machado because he was there first? Uh, is it Soto because he's the best player? Is it Bogarts because he's won championships? Like in that dynamic, who is supposed to be the leader of that team? It's a combination. It's a combination of you being there for for a while, but the team 
had the responsibility of letting everybody know who the guy, the go-go guy Because, for example, once you get paid, once you get paid that kind of money, in your mind, in your mind, it's all about you. There's a lot of ego going on uh, uh, in nowadays game, especially coming from the youngster, because when you get paid, once you make that type of money, you would think in your mind that you are the man, but you probably don't know what comes with. Uh-huh. For example, we are having leadership problems right now. The Red Sox. Seems like. You know what I'm saying? I'm a guy that I work for the Red Sox. I'm a guy that I come around. I'm a guy that I'm very approachable. You know that, Jerry. But this is the time guys don't sit down and want to have a conversation. Uh, Travis Street, Travis Story was the only player who had pulled me to the side and be like, Papi, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, this and that. I mean, whoever know me, I'm a very accessible guy. And 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 if you're going to tell me that you haven't had a conversation with me because you don't know how I'm going to react, everybody knows how I'm going to react. Whoever, whoever right. approached me trying to learn, trying to figure it out, trying to pick up on my brain the way I used to go, but again, you know I'm going to take my time to, to, to fucking help you and give you whatever information you need because that's how I am. Plus, the rest sucks. It's in my blood. The Red Sox is an organization that I live and die for. So you tell me if one of those youngsters approached me to have a conversation about anything, you tell me if I'm going to have an answer. Of course I'm going to have an answer. You know what I'm saying? But, but you have to put that ego as, aside. You have, to, you have to understand as a young player that this game is all about learning. You mm-hmm. learn something new every day. And it's all about how much you want to learn and how good as a player you want to get you want to get or you want to be because let me tell you during my time during my time i used to go around and have conversation with Delgado, with Giambi, with Mobong, with paul o'neill you name it <clears throat> you name it i saw those guys like those, like those guys were god in baseball and I want to pick their brain. So you know what I do? Every time I sit around, I take my time to ask questions. And that what got me into the Hall of Fame. See, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine being in the Red Sox clubhouse and having Poppy walking around there and leaving that day, having not asked a question, having not said something just to try to gain that information. And Poppy, you nailed it when you said that there's no veteran presence and it's not just in your clubhouse it's across the entire game everywhere you can see it everywhere, everywhere. and it's it's painful yeah. because I, I i watch it during bp and i watch guys and i'm watching young guys get together and look at an ipad and i understand what's going on at that moment in time i totally get it and i'm i'm okay with that but what i don't see as much is those two young guys find their way over to a veteran player so now that they've analyzed the data and they've got all the information and the feedback, are they having the conversations about the feel and about the experience? And that's what I don't see happening. And those are the messages that are so important in this game to be passed along and to be passed down. And if you have somebody like yourself walking into that clubhouse, I just could not imagine 
not having those conversations. That's insane to me. Yeah. Crazy. We interrupt this interview with David Ortiz to bring you a word from our sponsor. Beer is a tried and true baseball tradition, but Blue Moon was the only beer brewed by baseball. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition whether you're at the park or watching from home. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind? Its bold flavor, bright color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantee a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color, a beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. It's crazy how that goes because as a player, that's those are the things that you want to do. You want to... You want to try to improve every day. You want to try to to do something different every day. The problem with players nowadays is that they're aging. Even the organization sometimes give them the power to begin to be a brand before you are a really brand. You know what I'm saying? Before yep. you are who you can begin to be, they give you that power. And sometimes it's confusing because you know, I mean, my, 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 my grandpa always used to say, being young is part of being stupid. That's what I always used to say. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I agree because when you are young, you make so many mistakes, fixable, but you have to go through it to begin to have the experience. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and nowadays, I don't see players approaching and taking advantage of guys like me like we used to. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I go to Fenway all the time, bro. I was I go to Fenway. You know what? Let me tell you how I, how I do my thing. I don't even like to go to the clubhouse. You know why? Because I feel like I I I really feel like I'm I'm in somebody's way because oh, you oh, oh no 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 we cannot that cannot you, be the case. It, I'm telling you, that's exactly how it is. Lorenzo, llame a Jerry, dígale que te Lorenzo, llame a Jerry, dígale que te ocupado una llamada aquí. Que yo supe ya ahora. That's 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 the way it is right now. That it, it's incredible. Like for example, when I used to be a player, a guy like Jim Rice walking to the clubhouse, I was like, "Hey Jim, sorry man, that I'm driving you crazy about this, but what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" What, how can I approach this? One time I was struggling really bad. And Jim Rice came to me and was like, okay, during batting practice, this is what I want you to focus on hitting the ball at. Pick the left center gap and pick the right center gap and try to every ball hit it in between. Because I was coming in and coming out 
too quick. I wasn't my my bad was wasn't staying in the strike zone longer enough. So where what 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 you who who teach you who taught you how to how to do that? A guy with experience. What he told me, you can Google it. You can go to any statistic that you want, and that is nowhere to be found. Where he came from, a guy with experience. I went to batting practice, and I started hitting the ball in between those two gaps. Whenever I hit a ball down the line or whenever I pull a ball, I was mad at myself because I know that I was either late or I was coming out too quick. So once I start doing that, back on track. Who taught me that? A guy that played in the big league for a long time, a guy experienced, a guy who had the heart, and a guy that know that I was at the same stage that he was um, during my time. So to make long story short, the game need to go back into that because I can't stand watching a guy hitting 150, 200, and stay with you around in the big league. I cannot fucking stand that. I don't care who you are. You can be the number one prospect of the world. That's not for the big league. Whenever in our time you were going through that, go down to AAA and figure it out. Because you got guys right there. You got you got fans paying expensive-ass tickets to watch a guy hitting one fucking 50, 200. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that ticket is not worth it. Just so you know. So so we need to go back into those times where, okay, I know you had the talent. I know you had a prospect, but I want you to fight for something. And what, what is the thing that you're going to fight for? Learning. Trying to figure it out. Now, you, oh, I went over four. Fine. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll get it tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what I see in the big league right now. You see a guy hitting 200, and they're in the line of every goddamn day. How that can be possible? To me, I feel like that is disrespectful to the fans. Well, and there's no adjustments. There's no adjustments being made. And to your point about the experience that they have available to them or maybe that they don't have available to them, that is part of what is impacting those moments in a young player's career where you'd like to be able to take them off the field and sit them down for a couple days so they can maybe get to work in the cage with Poppy for a week and then come out of it having a little bit better idea of how they can make those adjustments. That just doesn't happen. And and, and also, Bobby, look, you know, you're somebody, yeah, you're going to hit 40. You're going to hit 50 a year. You might hit 60 a year. You've got that club in the bag. You're not somebody who was maybe going to hit 15 or 20 and sacrificing all of the potential to put the ball in play just for those 15 to 20 homers. That's not who you were. You knew exactly who you were. You knew how to make the adjustments. But as you have just highlighted, it's because of the information and the experience you got from somebody else who had been there and done that. I mean, and and, and just uh, thank you for sharing that story because it's stuff like that that I really want young guys to understand. Like, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to have those conversations. That's how you're going to get better. Absolutely. And, 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 and let me tell you, in baseball, like, just like any other sport, you had to fight for something. Oh, yeah. You had to fight for something. You remember in our day, whenever you were struggling, the first thing coming to your mind, oh, shit, I'm going to get sent down. Yep. Gone. I'm going to get sent down. So so, so that that I'm going to get sent down forces you to try something different, to try to change something different, to try to learn something different so you can come out of it. But 
if I'm not afraid of being sent down, there's that one concern that they think to the next level that you're never going to spin. Because you know you're not going to get sent down. You know, they're going to stick with you until you figure it out up there in the big league. That was that was my and, biggest fear. That was my biggest fear. Oh, the, the, come on, the, man. The minute I walked in, the minute I walked into that office, Poppy, it was all right. You might have two starts, and that's like my future was written out for me. Like we'll see how it goes. You might have two, which means enjoy this one, and if it goes well, you might have another one. But outside of that, buddy, we can't guarantee you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's what made our career very interesting. Believe it or not, that's what that's what that's what make us in a clubhouse walk like we were walking on top of eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what forced us to do it right because the competition was on and off the field. You can, hey, hey you can have a day that, I mean, they call you up there and then to replace this guy. And, and, and that week that you were playing, you went, you pitch that pitch two good game, two good start. You got them thinking, but when the guy come back, they send you down to AAA. In oh. your mind, this is what you're thinking. Okay, I belong to the big league, but I feel like I got to do it better to stay there. That is the mentality. And let me tell you, you did a you you did good while you were there during your stand. You did good. And you still got sent down. Dallas got actually got so, sent so, down on so, his fucking birthday, Poppy. I'm telling you. Well, guess what? He gave, he gave up not guess one, what? two bombs to Maglio Ordonez in the same inning. They in sent, the same inning. They sent his ass down <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> Ali, he gave it up to an start. You know <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's a lot of things to be picked. And hopefully uh, uh, everybody uh, get to be able to fix those things because this is a beautiful game. Uh, there's a lot of things that go hand in hand with. Uh, and, and we got to continue to try to uh, uh, figure it out. I, I know well, that Bobby, like you – I, I just want to piggyback off of what the, this topic because I know that you're, you're still watching a lot of baseball. I know that you keep in touch with a lot of guys that are active in the league right now. And to what you were saying earlier about, you know, you don't want to like bother guys. You don't want to be in the way. So I don't think that you're just offering up advice to anyone. Is there anyone in the league right now that you kind of see their game, the way that they are at the plate, their approach, the way that they attack in the strike zone? Is there someone that you feel like if they had just reached out to you to seek your advice? that you could unlock something and make them better offensively? Is there someone in your mind that you feel like you could do that with? Oh, man, you have no idea. It's crazy, but I have guys from other teams approaching me all the time to have conversation. For example, uh, uh, like a month ago, you know uh, Ozuna for the Braves, uh, Big Teddy Bear, uh, he's, he's, a, he's one of my homeboys from back home, so... He, uh, we always talk, you know, and, and I only have baseball conversation if you approach me, because sometimes it's like when you are, it's like when you are Christian 
And every time you see me, all you want to do is talk about what I, well, I'm okay with, but a lot of people, they're not, you know. You want to talk to me about the Bible, what the Bible say, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Some people, they when they see you, they're just going to take off running because they know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not that type of guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not that type of guy. If you bring the conversation to me, I approach you. But if all you want to do is have fun and talk about something else, I do that as well. But my boy, one day he called me, and we started having baseball conversation. And I told him, hey, send me some videos because I want to I wanna check you out. Like I said, man, you know, I talked to a lot of guys uh, around the league uh, that they they want to know. I talked to Tatis. I talked to, well, I talked to whoever called me. Well, Pop, Poppy, you know I, I, I know it's open. Well, one, one, one thing I wanted to say because I'm gonna have to take off. We got a day game in Oaktown, and I gotta go hit this Bay Area traffic. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I wanted to say to you that you don't need to hear from me, and it don't mean much coming from me, but you still need to hear it. It breaks my heart to think that you would ever feel, ever at any point in time, with what you have done in our game, what you have given back to the young players that you've been around in this game. It absolutely tears my heart apart to hear you even get to a point where you say the words that you could be uncomfortable in a clubhouse or you don't want to talk to guys that you might feel like you're don't ever, ever say that around me ever again, please, because I don't want to hear that coming from you because that is not something that you should ever be feeling ever, ever. You walk into my house, Bobby. You feel free to grab my grandmother and take her in the back and teach her how to hit a fucking backdoor slider. You teach her everything. You know what I'm saying, dude? It just, please, 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 please. So I don't, I, I, I will not live in a world dude. where you are uncomfortable going into a fucking big league clubhouse. I can't live in that world. So please don't let that be a thing moving forward. Dude. Teach dude. all these fucking kids. Um, unfortunately, it is like that. It is like that, unfortunately. Like, I go to Fenway so many times. And it, it just, because I know how the vibe is. I know how the vibe is. And I don't, I don't, like, when I walk into the house, I can, I can sense. You, you can know, feel it. You know, that probably feeling like, feeling like, oh, shit, he comes David. I mean, I don't, I don't like that type of feeling because, that's how I am. So that's why I prefer not to walk into it. I go say hi and move, move because it's it, it, it not a conversation that I have to pick to have it mm-hmm. with someone. You're the one that has to figure it out, not me. I don't need your help. You need my help. As a player, I need the help from the guy who got it done, from the guy who knows what the fuck is up. And I chase them. Nobody chased me, so... What tells me we have very, very much so we have missed the bus on how important presence of a veteran is in the clubhouse because there is no calculator out there, at least to my knowledge, that can quantify and add up how important being able to walk in and take David Ortiz into the cage with me to figure out my 0 for 30 skid. There is no value that I can ever place on having somebody that can help me figure out how to get out of the shit that I'm in 
because they have simply been there, they have done that, and they know how to go about that. There is, you can't place enough value on people like that. So, Poppy, like I said, I got a, I got a five year old, I got a four year old, I got a ten month old. If I can fly out and have you teach them how to hit a fucking backdoor slider, brother, do not ever hesitate to do so because there are kids out there who need your help, my man. And, and I hope you get it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in Absolutely. Boston, if you're in Boston, when, when the A's come into town, we come into town just before the all-star break. There's a couple left-handers that I'm going to be whispering to in their ears on the trip up here. And I'm going to expressly let them know that if you see David Ortiz walking around this fucking building and you haven't gone and spoken ah. to him, then I am going to grab him and I'm going to bring him to you and you're going to get the fucking business. You're going to get the education, my friend. Oh man, I love doing that. I, I like, I like D. I'm always open to help. I'm always open to, to teach. I'm always open to to share my experience because I was that type of guy. I wasn't a fight tool player, but I had the best tool that a player can ever have. My fucking brain. Yeah. I, 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 <clears throat> I use this better than anybody ever ever used it in the game, and you see the result. You don't, you don't have. To be a fight to player, you don't have to have the fight tool to survive in that game. You don't have to, but you need to have this one for sure. If you have this one and you have two or, no, or another three, this one doesn't count. <laughs> Remember, this one do not count. They have fight tools, agility tool, and then they wish for the for that player to have fight tool to have a brain. That's a wish, okay? But I prefer the guy to have three tools and I have this one for sure. Because I know you will have future. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I go about the business. And that's coming from a Hall of Famer. When you're listening to this, that's coming from a Hall of Famer. There ain't no bigger leagues, as my man Shooty Babbitt says, there ain't no bigger leagues than the big leagues. And when you are a Hall of Famer and you've got that kind of individual rolling through your clubhouse, shut your damn mouth. Open your damn ears and learn yourself something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Poppy, hey, Jared, I what's love up, you, brother. Man? You look like you're nervous go. right there. I love you I, too, D. I, I can't, I love your, you too, Your man. camera just came back on. We couldn't see you that whole time. But I'm, hey, when Dallas gets rolling like hey, that, I just know to get racist. out of the way. That's racist right there. That's racist right there. You <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, you got to go? Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, right. Poppy, I got to go. I'm out of here. Hey, man. Much love, brother. I, choke, brother. I, got love. I got nothing but love for you, baby. Thank you, brother. Um, Jay, hey, you had a really good question for David that I, I've never heard him ask this question before. Hey, Poppy, Justin here. Thank you. Um, just want to ask, obviously, you've had, uh, you've had as many big at-bats uh, and as many big hits as any player of your generation or probably any other. And I was curious, when you look back on your career, what is the one plate appearance that you think about more often than any other? That's a good question, Justin. <laughs> um, no, I, I – uh, if you talk to the guy that I play with, all my teammates, they're probably going to always tell you about an experience that they live while we play together, like, and, and I'm telling you, it used to go back and forth, but my, 
the one thing that I always emphasize on while I play, I want to I wanna make a difference. Every time I, 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 I walk into the place, I want to always make a difference. I always want to help my ball club. I used to, I used to, my confidence level while I play, um, I try to keep up with. Because in baseball, when you have any doubt about yourself, that go absolutely against you. When you feel like a pitcher is, it's it's nasty. A pitcher that is better than when you set up on your mind that that guy has stuff on here. You already had an app. It's like when you think of that guy got no chance with me. Half of the fight, you already win it without even facing the guy because of your mindset. You know, and in my in in, in my case, I did so many things while I played. And my teammate lived, lived through it with me that it was just like something regular that I thought about, but for them it was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I sometimes I come and be like, my tight is getting up right now. And then all of a sudden, boom, he don't run tight again. To me, that was like mindset, preparation, mentality. I mean, mama mentality, whatever you want to call it. But that was my mindset. For 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 average or regular player, they thought that was magical, and it still is because it's not. It's something that is. It's not like it's always happened, but it happened to. It happened often in a good moment, good time, where you be like, "Wow, this guy is unbelievable." But it it, it, it have a lot to do with your mindset, your preparation, how positive you are, how good you prepare, you know. And I have a lot of bats like that, to be honest with you. I have I have a lot of bad that my confidence level was sky high, and, and I feel like it was invincible. That's why, like, I think to to kind of pivot off that, uh, like, you had two thousand four where you had so many big hits. There was game four off a of Quantrill. You had game five off a of Lawise. Was it Lawiza? Yeah. Loisica, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck his name was, he was a bum. Uh, <laughs> you hit a home run in Game Seven that people don't remember because the Red Sox ended up winning the game ten to three. But you homered to open the scoring. You homered to open Game One of the World Series off of Woody Williams when uh, that game was eleven to nine. So no one, like, I mean, people remember it because it was a bomb. Uh, there was so many big hits in two thousand four. But I think if anyone had to go back and pick a one singular home run, it would have been the Grand Slam in 2013. Off of Benoit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. That put us uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a different direction to win a World Series. Not to win just again, to win a World Series. That's what made the difference. I think that home run, I don't shut them down because the way they were pitching, the way they were playing and the way they were taking care of us at the time, at the moment, it seems like we got no chance with them. Mm-hmm. And that changed the whole thing all the way to the World Series. 
Um, before that definitely was one of my biggest hits. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Poppy, Jake, do you have a question for David Ortiz? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, first of all, what's up, Poppy? I'm Jake. Um, what's up, you? Appreciate everything you've done for me for my whole life. Um, and just thanks for having an unbelievable 2004 mm. run. I appreciate it, Jake. Mm. Stay far. <laughs> Stay far. <laughs> All right, Poppy. We'll let you know when we uh, when we coordinate that trip to the DR. Uh, you're gonna have to be our tour guide for that. Oh, you got it, baby. Done. I got you. All right. I'll be talking to you soon. All right, man. Be guys. good, hey, brother. Later. Big thanks to David Ortiz coming on the podcast today. That was a great conversation. I so I I've interviewed Poppy like five or six times now. So. That first interview that I did was almost an hour and 45 minutes of his entire career. So now, which I obviously enjoyed immensely, I think it's my favorite interview that I've ever been a part of. Uh, But now when we get to do these hits with Poppy for Baseball is Dead, it's cool because you get to just instead of being like, hey, remember 2004 and, you know, walk me through like the Grand Slam in, in 2013. Like now you can just ask him about his thoughts on baseball. And he is a fascinating baseball mind. And that that set off Dallas. Like Dallas was in a uh, in, an upset state of mind to hear that David Ortiz doesn't feel comfortable in you know the Red Sox clubhouse when like, that's news. That's information that he goes in there. The Red Sox pay him to be a, a, a well of knowledge for these these hitters. And he feels like he's bothering people. That's not good. No, he'd rather, I mean, he'd it's rather a just last help, place fucking team. He'd rather help the Braves, which is I appreciate that. That is true, right? Like he's yeah, Ozuna from the Braves. You need help? I got you. I got you. So, um, I thought I thought he was shockingly yeah. honest in a non-controversial sort of way. I just really appreciated that um, that he was comfortable sharing that, and I I do think. You know, I doubt, I know Dallas said there's no calculator that uh, that takes into account blah 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 blah. But like, I I think you would be beyond ridiculous if you tried to claim that current players are not missing out if their general approach is I'm not going to ask prodding questions on hitting philosophy from one of the greatest hitters of his generation. Like, I just there's no downside to that kind of conversation. So that is a shame, I think. It is. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Um, 
<clears throat> Did you see Shohei Otani? Always. He hit the hardest opposite field home run by a left-handed hitter in the StatCast era, which is uh, since 2015. And it went 453 feet. Uh, what was it off the bat? Like a buck 16 or something like that? It was... Uh, 459. What's the exit below? Oh, 116.1. Yeah. Can I ask a, uh, this has nothing to do with the specifics of the home run, but since we brought up Otani, kind of like going big picture a little, is he just going to walk into the, the AL MVP this year? If judge continues to miss time, because like I'm looking at the the candidates for MVP across baseball, and most of the best candidates statistically right now are in the NL. Frankly, they're on either the Braves or the Dodgers, most of them, but they're in the NL. Um, and like you know, Wander Franco has a wins above replacement case as like the leader in the AL, and Marcus Simeon is right behind him. And like on a rate basis, Corey Seager has been the best offensive player who isn't Judge, and et cetera, et cetera. But like. How good are the Yankees? Are the Yankees going to finish third in their own division? Um, like, are Wander Franco's stats going to be eye-popping enough that a guy with an OPS in the mid-800s is going to win the MVP? Like, I just don't... It, it feels like we're setting up for, like, Otani to have a fairly overwhelming MVP case. Um I was going to say if he keeps this up, but even at something less than this, uh, he's just his offensive production is now like equivalent to the best stuff that he's ever done in his career. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I know he's been a little less than perfect on the mound lately, but the combination is still easily the most valuable singular player in baseball. I don't know if you guys have. He has the second most strikeouts. (laughs) He has the second most strikeouts in the American League. And, um, doesn't he? Yeah, he has the most home runs in the American League. He's one shy of Pete Alonso. He's got 10 stolen bases, too. He's already at 2010. <laughs> like, he may very well end up going 40 20 this year. Um, Isn't that odd to you, though? Because the, the whole narrative around Mike Trout was they don't want him stealing bases because they want to keep him healthy, yet they have a fucking better overall commodity just out there swiping bags. Well, and they, he's a pitcher. They know they're not going to have him. I honestly think they might just be burning the show a burning him to the ground this season. He leads their team in at bats, games, innings, pitch starts. He steals the most. So he hits more than anybody. He pitches more than any starter or anybody. And he steals the most bags on the team to that. To that point, I think they did come out and say that leading up to the all-star break, they're going to try and back off of him on the mound a little bit. Um, they they did skip they skipped one of his starts already. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I don't. Yeah, I just. Uh, God, he's so good. Yeah, it is weird I, though. To your I point, threw like, a tweet out there. I, I made a, a Japanese publication. <laughs> it is always very funny when I I'll get like a bunch of tweets and it's all in Japanese and I'll translate them because I want to know what they're saying. Uh, but there was a Japanese publication that ran one of my tweets 
from last night. I said, I know everyone drools over Shohei Otani, and rightfully so, but I really don't think people realize how insane it is that this man just hit an opposite field home run of over 450 damn feet to pull within one home run of the major league lead while also striking out the second most batters in the American League. Like, I just don't think... And, and I've said this before about how Shohei Otani will inspire other baseball players in the future to be like, I can do this. Shohei did it. That's the path. Now we can at least, um, you know, show to coaches like, hey, it can be done. Not everyone can do it that wants to do it. It's not just about the willingness to do it. You also have to be good at it. But the fact that the first guy to do it is also great at both. Like it would be valuable yeah. if you had a guy that came into the league and he was good. It was he like was, rock he was good solid. at both. It's like yeah, yeah, like a seven eighty OPS, and he's got like a a four fifteen ERA. It's like yeah, like that. There's value in having both of those things for sure. It's like yeah, like we we have our uh, our number eight hitter or our number six hitter. Cool, and uh, we have our number three starter, and it's the same guy. That's crazy. Shohei Otani. <laughs> is going to lead the fucking league in home runs, have an OPS north of 900, maybe even 1,000, and he's he's going to strike out more batters than anyone else in the game besides maybe Spencer Strider. I, like, th- you have... And I... and I the, people, I, I the people that listen to this podcast, they know this already. I'm talking about on a broader spectrum. Like, when you have the people that are on the fence about watching, oh, baseball's boring, and I like hockey. It's faster paced, and I like football because I'm a fucking ogre, and I just... Football. Oh, yeah, hit people. Like, with baseball, it it's an art form, and you have the the greatest Shakespearean actor to ever grace the stage is playing right now. Right now. Like, the fact that he's the first and he is great at both that's what's unfathomable it's not the fact that he can pitch and hit and do it at the same time it's the fact that he can do that while also being better than mostly everyone at both at the same time that's what's mind blowing yeah i kind of always thought or that like shohei like is a beast and like in the future there'll be more like shohei types like two-way pitchers who are like this level, but like there's not one player who hits home runs like that opposite field 450. So he might just be one of the fucking kind ever, like Jesus Christ of baseball. Yes. He kind of is yes, Jesus like Christ that, of baseball. That's another good point, Joe. Like it's it, he takes it to another level. He's doing both. He's an ace and he's an elite hitter. Okay, well, let's break it down even more. He strikes out more batters than anybody. He hits home runs farther than anybody you don't get extra points you don't get extra runs it's more just the impressive factor of it how many times have you looked up seen Shohei Otani has hit a home run and you look at the distance and it's 450 plus like how many fucking home runs does this guy hit of at least 450 feet this year a lot so he's he's not just hitting home runs at a pace that's faster than everyone else he's hitting them farther than everyone else he's a freak He's a freak. And it's been this past week is literally like next level just for anybody ever. Like last six games last week, he's batting 565, <laughs> slugging 1.304, an OPS close to 2000. Like he's got five home runs this week. So if Shohei Otani has five home runs this week and tonight he's starting, 
if Shohei like has shows a shutout, that's the best week of all time in baseball history. It has to be. I don't know how to look that up. Jehe, you might be able to look that up somehow. Like, I don't know how to fucking find like someone's yeah, someone's war over a week span or however you yeah. would do that to compare him to someone who's just doing one. But if he throws That's gotta be the best week well, of baseball of all time. Well, it has to be. It has well, to be. Well, and to Joey's point, like whether it's the best week ever or whether it's the seventh best week ever or 14th, it doesn't really matter because it's actually not a week that's totally out of line for Shohei Otani. Right. So yeah. th- this isn't the first time he's done this. He's been the best offensive player over a week or two, like Joey was saying, and also had dominant starts over the pet. Like, that's what's crazy is that if we're I don't know how to look that up or I, I, I can't program to do that. But if we were to look at the best weeks or two weeks span in baseball history, you would have to think that like an obnoxiously large percentage of the top 50 or 100 would be Shohei Otani, right? Um, yeah. And that's kind of crazy. And I'm glad we're taking five minutes to talk Otani because you can't overstate how quickly people, be, people, us, fans, whatever, become used to, take for granted, even unprecedented Jaded. great play. Like every star who comes up endures this. And Shohei has proven, I, I don't think, an exception to that rule. But like we've been slobbering over Ronald Acuna Jr. season and for very, very good reason. Uh, he probably will win the MVP. But Shohei Otani is slugging 30 points higher than Ronald Acuna this year. And it's like, <laughs> it, it's it's almost as if it hasn't happened in some ways uh, in terms of the amount of like conversation that his performance is generating. It's, it, it's the highest compliment that you can pay Otani that he can slug 610 with a 377 on base percentage and have an ERA of three. And, and it's just like business is fucking usual, man. Like, just keep it going. For real. That's why I like yeah. that's what fair part about Shohei, why I watch like almost every fucking game of the Angels. Especially if he pitches. Cause if he pitches, he has an opportunity, unlike anyone other, to have the best game of all time. Undoubtedly. Because no one else can pitch and hit at the same time. So like anytime he pitches, it's on the table. Hit a couple yeah. bombs and throw a no hitter. Come on, dude. Like he is the t- like all right, so he won his MVP in 2021. Uh, he was runner-up last year. Some would say he should have won back-to-back. He should have won another MVP last year. You could make the case that Shohei Otani, after already winning an MVP, potentially should have gone back-to-back, is having his best season this year. I, like I, We saw the, 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 the 2021 season. We were like, you know, finally, he's putting it all together. Here's the se- here's the season to show like he's for real like this is the real deal and this is his crowning moment this is his crowning achievement this is what the pinnacle this is what the top this is what the peak of Shohei Otani looks like and then he was better the next year and now he's better this year I don't, I which don't, is fucking crazy yeah I don't even think you have to phrase it as you could make an argument like I think if he continues at the pace that he is on both sides that this will be his best season because <laughs> he's not pitching quite as well as he was last year but he's pitching better or he is less hittable than he was in the year that he won the MVP and his offense is substantially better than it was last year and it's better than the year that he won the MVP. So I think like in terms of whole like overall contributions I think you're exactly correct. At this rate this would be his best season, which is I sort of thought that we had maybe already seen his best overall season in terms of pitching and hitting combined just with how magical he has already been, but mm. 
No. In ter- no. In terms of <clears throat> so last year, the year that the year that he won the MVP, he had a 10.8 strikeouts per nine. Last year he led the league with an 11.9 strikeouts per nine. This year, he has a 12.1 strikeouts per nine. So he's got a career high uh strikeouts per nine. And he also leads the league in hits per nine. So he's he's allowed 5.3 hits per nine. Last year, 6.7. The MVP season, 6.8. So he's allowing almost one and a half uh, hits per nine fewer. Like the only thing that's like random is like he's hit nine batters and he has 10 wild pitches. He's like wild he leads the league. Yeah. That's, if he was a wild, I don't know. Like it wouldn't, we'd have to do something, arrest him or some shit. Like if he just never walked anyone because no one can hit him. Like yeah. The only reason he has a 3.3 ERA, which is already pretty low, is because he walks like, I mean, he walks everybody and hits everybody no. and still has a 3-3. It's funny. It is funny, though, that he's basically swapped out allowing hits for hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that definitely makes him more of a badass. Yeah. He, he gets bored. He's just like, someone's got to get on yeah. base. I have to I have to practice pitching from the stretch. I refuse to be embarrassed by allowing a hit. I'm just going to fucking drill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's insane. And I hope that people never get fatigued and tired of it because it's it's not like the conversation stays the same. It's always kind of like, oh, what's he doing now? It's it's not like a, a business as usual for Shohei. Like there are things about his game that have changed. Absolutely. And they changed the start fact by that start he's, in terms of some of the pitching stuff he does. Right. Yes. Like, like looking like I do this all the time when we do the 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 look ahead for the Red Sox series. Like I'll look at guys pitch usage. Like, what are we doing here? What are we pitching to lefties the same way we were pitching to righties? Um, you know, some guys abandon whole pitches from their arsenal, depending on if they're facing lefties or they're facing righties. Or some guys will be heavier on one pitch type from lefties to righties. Like I find that fascinating to look at those types of trends <clears throat> because for one, uh, if it's effective, then you're seeing a plan work out, which is great. If it's not, now you begin the discussion of, well, how do we improve? It's And if it does change from start to start, we see that an effort is being made to be better. That's th- That type of stuff is interesting to me um, <clears throat> from a baseball fan perspective but when it comes to streaming my first pick is max max has the best entertainment for whatever mood i'm in sometimes it's drama or my go-to superhero movies like the batman or shazam some days i'm into home renovation like the fixer upper welcome home or hometown then an hour later i may crave some comedy like the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm. Who doesn't love Curb Your Enthusiasm? Or the Big Bang Theory. It's a cult classic. And if I'm watching with my family, we love classics like Max Original Sesame Street and the new Max Original Gremlins Secrets of the Mag- What is it? Mogwai? How do you say that, Jay Hay? M O G W A I. That's got to be Mogwai, right? M O G. W-A-I. W-A-I. I'm not familiar with that word. Yeah. Well, sorry. don't wait to pick the best of streaming entertainment. Max, with something for every mood that I'm in, anytime. It's always a win. 
And plans start as little as $9.99 a month. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit max.com today to sign up. Get in on that. Um, Well, uh, it is a a Thursday episode. Before we get out of here, we can take a little peek at uh, some of the series that are going to be played this weekend. Um, Big yawn. Red Sox, Yankees again. This time it's at Fenway. Who gives a shit, in my opinion? Um, the misery tonight. Misery series starts Friday with uh, Cardinals Mets. Cardinals Mets, yeah, battle battle of the uh, disgruntled fan bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rays Padres, okay, I, I could get up for that, I suppose. Um, Giants Dodgers, I don't even know that. Th- like, it's supposed to be like rivalry weekend. Giants Dodger, who I don't think that anyone gives a shit about that. But it, I mean, two good teams. Shout out to the Giants. Like they're in it. 36 and 32 going they're up against two the Dodgers. Games back. They're two games back for the Dodgers. They could fucking smoke them. And then we're all talking about the Giants. And they're actually exciting now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they uh, are exciting. Blue Jays Rangers. I think that's uh, potentially interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Reds Astros on paper is obviously not traditionally interesting. But only, only what is it? Five and a half games separate those two teams and the Reds currently have a five game winning streak. I'm kind of interested to see how that win streak and their play lately stands up against the Astros. Um, a diminished Astros for sure without Jordan, but uh, not terrible, not a terrible slate. Yeah, it is. Um, it's fine. Braves get to beat up it. on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those shitty Rockies. Let me tell you, they super easy to play against. Um, easy wins, right, Jake? Yeah, real easy. <laughs> uh, the Reds are claiming to be America's team, by the way. Which <laughs> that's too much. I'm drawing the line. You can't have your your local cuisine specialty be slop on top of noodles um and be america's team yeah i love the reds i mean if i were to abandon ship on the red sox right now which i'm strongly considering i think i would probably tune into the reds more than um more than most teams uh but i feel like it's you don't want to be america's team if you're the reds yeah i feel like if you're the reds you want to you want to fly under the radar more you want to be like you want to be like the little engine that could because America's team comes with expectations. And I don't think that they're ready for those expectations yet. I think that they are still obviously in a, in a, in a building period right now, they're going to get there, but I don't think you want America's team slapped on you right this second. They're not ready for that, but they are very exciting and they are a team that, that fans can get behind. Sure. I would say the A's are still America's team for the next couple of days. Yeah. Speaking of but Cincinnati, then, then it's and, up for grabs. Yeah. Speaking of Cincinnati and America's team, uh, I don't think we ever uh, gave a proper rest in peace to Jerry Springer. So, uh, yeah, yeah, died died uh, April twenty seventh. Uh, former mayor of Cincinnati. So, shout out to Jerry Springer. Rest in peace. Yeah, we never got around to that. I'm glad we got to that today. <laughs> America. So. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Um, yeah, I, we'll we'll save the 
fucking Nevada legislation mumbo jumbo for Dallas on Monday. Yeah, I know that call. everyone is dying to hear Dallas breakdown legislation, but um, <laughs> we'll get to that on Monday. Uh, Jay, hey, any final thoughts? You probably got some nugs. Yeah, quick little nug dump here. Um, the Brewers have now lost six straight since I said that they were uh, the easy choice to win the NL Central. Their odds, according to fan graphs, are down to 46.5%. So that's about a 16 percentage point drop uh, since uh, prior to that losing streak. Good luck to them. Uh, Yuri Perez last night, who I know we've talked about the Marlins and how relatively surprising and impressive they are. I I don't think there's a young pitcher who is uh, more impressive so far than Yuri Perez. Uh, 1.80 ERA through his first seven starts. 94th percentile in fastball velocity, 99th in fastball spin rate, uh, and his he's limited batters to 7 for 58 with 27 strikeouts against his off-speed. So good luck against any one of those. Um, Spencer Strider, sorry to, sorry to Joey for bringing this up, but another kind of tough start yesterday. First six starts this season, sorry, first eight starts this season, 2.51 ERA. Last six starts, 6.47 ERA giving up a lot of bombs. Uh, and then the Cardinals, I know we haven't talked about them specifically and their struggles uh, at length in a couple of weeks, but one of the things that I don't think we really brought up when we were talking about it that has persisted is how terrible their defense is. And uh, I know Nolan Arenado had some quotes yesterday or the day before talking about that it's just kind of sloppy baseball. No matter what you look at, that's true. Defensive runs saved, they are tied for last. Outs above average. Average, they are 23rd. And defensive efficiency, which is just how many batted balls are you turning into outs, they are dead last and one of the worst in the last 10 years. So uh, shout out to the Cardinals. Yeah, the yeah Cardinals. Strider, Strider's got an ERA above four right now. That happened. How fast did that happen? So fast. It looks like he was like Cy, just cruising to the Cy Young and then it all blink. ERA's above four. Yeah. Well, you can thank the Mets for that. Uh, what what is the deal with that, Joe? Strider against the Mets, it's like he dominates everyone, and then against the Mets, his ERA is like almost eight. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's faced the Mets maybe twice. So let's not give well, the Mets too the- much credit. I mean, he just gave up a shit ton to the Tigers. Mm. Uh, you know, I think he's I think he's just having a bad month. Everyone has bad weeks. Bad Joe. You know? Joey, this is a little unfair because I didn't say I was going to ask you this, but like the lazy answer or the quick answer for why uh, people are like bailing or, or saying he's struggling is that he's a two pitch guy like do you think that's actually what it is or is this just is it more complicated than that I think uh, I mean that could be it I mean that I think I'm looking at the numbers and his velocity is down a little bit the past few mm-hmm. starts I think that has a lot to do with it and that if you only have two pitches and your fastball is not like the best pitch in the league like it was for the first month of the season then, you know, you're in a tough spot because then they can, you know, kind of guess one of two. So I'm sure that that definitely doesn't help. Yeah, you're right. What, what 97.6 is what he averaged on his May 28th start. That plummeted to 95.9 and got to 96.6 last, last start. So he's down still a full mile an hour, even with a bounce back. Interesting. He's been traveling a lot, guys. Let's, we need to... Understand that these guys they do they a lot of planes. Um, you got any final thoughts, Joe? I mean, hey, I just want to shout out to my, some of my favorite teams: the Phillies, 
and the Padres are having a good good month, and they're mm-hmm. getting right. They're everyone, you know, they struggled early. I like to see them getting right a little bit. You know, they still got. Are you going to use the B word for the Padres? Are you going to use the B word? But back. Hell yeah, they're back. Oh, <laughs> the fourth place Padres are back, bitch. And guess what? In the air to right field, towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. Wow. Yep. Slam Diego. <laughs> Listen, Fernando Tatis have an amazing season so far. It's kind of going under the radar a little bit, which is kind of shocking because, you know, this guy doesn't really go under the radar. He's got mm-hmm. big sunglasses, a lot of swag, but somehow a little bit. He's got, got his OPS over 900. What they need is for Manny Machado to come back. He's been not good against righties. He's getting crapped last on. night. He homered last night. So Machado is back. Gary Sanchez sparked up the squad. And... I'm feeling good about the Padres right now. I just I like to see the the good teams that are bad do good for a little bit. Them and the Phillies, not the Mets. The Mets still suck, unfortunately. But whatever. What are you gonna do? They do. Well, they walked off last night. Give them credit. Let's, let's go. I and Verlander had that. I mean, I think the Verlander start if you're a Mets fan is better than the walk off. Yeah, he needed that big time. Yes. He needed that. Uh the MLB home run leader since Fernando Tatis Jr. homered for the first time on April 22nd. Shohei, Shohei Otani with uh, 17. Mookie Betts with 15. Jorge Soler with 15. Fernando Tatis Jr. with 14. Dude, I'm so, I'm so glad you brought up Tatis because as I was looking at leaderboards for other things, I, I saw his, his production so far. Is that not... Th- he is eighth... In slugging percentage in Major League Baseball right now, mm-hmm. like 14, not only the 14 homers, but he's got 10 steals too. Like the guy just casually missed a month of baseball and was like, all right, cool. I'm still going to do like 30, 30, 35, 35. Like, oh, a year and a month, an entire year and a month. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. I, I was talking about his stats this year, but that's an even better point. No, no. I mean, the rust was. Like seventeen point five percent strikeout rate, so it's not like like that. That lack of rust is just amazing. And also, yeah. what I like about Tatis is that his defensive metrics are like off the fucking pages right now. Went to the outfield and is sexy. Is like a yeah, it's easy outfield's easy, dude. Everything's easy for that guy. That's why I don't I think mean, he did steroids. And they set him up, but whatever. It is, it is, I mean, it's not unprecedented, but it is kind of crazy that, you know, his metrics at shortstop were so, were so dicey. And then he goes to outfield and it's just instincts or his speed or athleticism just plays so much better there for whatever reason that is. Wow. Hmm. Good to have him back. Hmm. You, are you welcome? Are you opening the door to Tatis potentially challenging Ronald Acuna Jr. for the National League Most Valuable Player Award, Jay Hay? No. I'm not. Okay. <clears throat> I am All not. Right. We'll be back, <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, on Monday. <clears throat> Appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy your weekend of baseball. We out.